Hi there, my name is Emma Edelman, and you're listening to Tangible Grace, my story of hope. Welcome to another episode of Tangible Grace. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope that um, as you are hearing this, that you are well, that you are safe, that you are healthy. Uh, If you're not, then certainly my prayers are with you um, at this time. Uh, We continue in this time of just uncertainty. Um, The majority of us, I'm sure, are now sheltering in place in our homes as much as we can uh, to ensure that we are doing our part to prevent spreading the disease or the virus I should say Uh, and for many of us that means either working at home or uh, having to help our children with their schoolwork at home or um, you know being possibly by ourselves if you live alone or with family members who we love, but maybe at this point, after this long, there are moments when we wish we really could leave the house. I don't know. I don't know where you're at, but uh, the thing I do know is that we are all walking through this together. Um, And no matter how difficult it is and how challenging and how confusing it all seems, one thing we do know is that God is in control and... uh, Our prayers are not unheard to him. Um, We trust him and know that his timing is perfect and that uh, this will all be resolved according to his will um, and his timing. So it is Holy Week. Uh, It looks a lot different from any Holy Week I'm sure any of us have ever experienced. Um, We are literally in our homes, as I said, separated from our congregations, from our church, from our friends, from our families, at a time like this when usually more people go to church because it's Easter, unfortunately, so many of us can't even get there physically. However, we can still worship just where we are. You don't need a building to praise God, to worship God. You don't need a building to go to church. And thankfully for us, with this incredible invention of technology and the internet, we now have access to more content than we could ever possibly fathom. Like everything that is being released now by churches and organizations, we couldn't get through it in our lifetime. There's just so much content and that's wonderful. And I encourage you to check out, you know, stuff from your church. If you don't go to a church, maybe find your local church and look at their website and see what they're doing. Or go on Facebook and find them there. Um, Because some of this content is really great. And it really helps us to um, still feel connected to the church and to our congregation. But more than anything, what we should be doing is reading the word. That is the most important thing right now for each of us as individuals, is that we remain in God's word, that we remain in prayer to him, and that we constantly put our hope and our trust in him. 
And there are a lot of incredible scripture passages that relate to this week, whether it's to Holy Week as a, as a whole, whether it's to Good Friday or Easter Sunday, whatever that looks like. There are a, a ton of great passages. But one of my absolute favorite passages in the entire Bible goes along with Good Friday, um, but is relevant at any time. And I'm going to share that with you today and just talk about it for just a little bit. But it's from 1 Peter chapter 2, and I'm going to be starting at verse 20b, so the second half of verse 20 and going through the rest of the chapter, which is verse 25. So 1 Peter 2, verse 20b through 25. And these words are so powerful. Um, They give me goosebumps when I read them every time. So this is what it says. But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. This, to this you were called, because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to the sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Amen. So I love this scripture, um, and I think it really is relevant for us today in what we're facing and what we're going through. Um, It starts out by saying, if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. You know, suffering takes on many different faces, or you can suffer in many different ways. And while people are certainly suffering physically in their health, Emotionally, um, we all, even if we're just in our homes, there is a sense of suffering, right? To a point. We can't go out. We can't go see friends. We can't go see family. Um, And that's difficult. And there is a, a sense of suffering. We can't possibly compare suffering because each of us is in a different state and in a different um, place, whether it be emotionally, mentally, physically, whatever. Um but we are all suffering in some way, whether it's, it could be even finances, things like that, right? You get the point. So what we're being told here just at the very beginning is that as long as we continue to put our trust in God and know that what we're doing, we're doing our part to, um, you know, still be witnesses for him, to still uh, share his gospel with others, Right. As long as we are doing good and we're enduring this suffering, then God, that's commendable to God. Like if we turn this into something negative and we start complaining and we start, you know, um, basically turning our backs on God or blaming God or whatever, that's not going to be good, right? Definitely not. And this is why. He says, you were called to do this. Whatever that suffering looks like, you were called to do this because Christ suffered for you leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. This makes me think of those bracelets that, you know, the 
what would Jesus do? WWJD. We have been called to be his disciples, to follow in his steps, and to proclaim the good news to everyone that we meet. Um, we are an example of him to anybody who sees us. And so as we go through this time, we need to be reminded that we need to be examples of Christ here on earth. And that's not easy. But when we think about what he did for us and what he sacrificed, then really it's just a walk in the park. But maybe not literally. But you understand what I'm saying. So it goes on to say he committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. He was pure. He was clean. He was good. We are not good like him. We sin. We have deceit in our mouths. It's a fact. We're human. It's going to happen. But he didn't, and he still suffered for us. When they hurled their, their insults at him, he didn't retaliate. And when he suffered, he made no threats. He just took it in stride because he knew this was what he was put, put on earth to do. And in the same breath for us, you know, people are going to get negative. They're going to complain. Um, you may even get, you know, feel like you're under attack at times for various reasons. We shouldn't retaliate. We should just show love, right? We shouldn't threaten to do things or, you know, become people who we're not just because of what what we're facing. Instead, we should embrace God and embrace his love and move forward and do good for him. It goes on to say, um, instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. Again, he put all his trust in his father and God, and that's exactly what we should do. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to the sins and live in for righteousness. He took our sins away. The sins that we continue to commit, he forgives them through his sacrifice. And that is just such an incredible gift that we should never, ever take for granted. And then it says, by his wounds, you have been healed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Through his suffering, we were all healed. And we then have this relationship with our Father and the strength to continue on and to move on and to, to tackle anything that comes our way and face all these challenges head on because we know that he's in control. It closes out with, For you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Now this one... I think is huge for where we're at now. I feel like this is an opportunity for us who maybe got complacent as Christians, who maybe got into a rhythm, into a routine of going to church, you know, going to Bible study, being a good person, etc. But we weren't living our lives to the fullest for God. Maybe we didn't technically go astray but maybe we weren't doing enough to bring others to God, right? So what it's saying here is that we were like sheep going astray, but now we've returned to the shepherd, the overseer of our souls. God is drawing us all in. He's drawing us together, albeit separated physically. It's incredible to watch how the church is coming together. 
to help people in their times of need, right? Um, and that's huge for all of us. And we are a part of that. We get to be a part of that, right? Um, and this is an opportunity for us to get even closer to him. So again, he's brought us in. He's given us this time. Maybe you don't have more time. Some people do. Some people are sheltering in place and it's given them more time to do different things. Some people are sheltered in place and they're working still nonstop. Um, but regardless, everything has slowed to a point where you don't leave your house. So you can find time, right? There's no excuse at this point to not have time to spend in God's word and spend in prayer to him. So I really think that that is something that, you know, despite the circumstance, we don't wish this on anybody, but I believe God is using this situation to draw the church together, to pull those of us who maybe went astray, maybe just got stuck in a rut with our routines and rhythms of Christian living, to just help us to get more, more deeply into His Word, that then when this is all over, we can go out into the world and just be even more vibrant and on fire for God so that we can do more and do the, do as much good as we possibly can. So let me pray over you guys and then we'll wrap it up for this week. Father God, um, you are an incredible God. There's absolutely no doubt about it. And as we are now in Holy Week and we consider the sacrifice that you gave to us, through your son dying on the cross so that we could live um, pure and holy lives for you, Lord, and so that our sins could be forgiven. It's just, it's too much for us to really truly comprehend, but we are so grateful, Lord. And Lord, in this circumstance, we, we are confused. We are trying to figure out what's going on and what comes next. But Lord, um, help us to just focus in on you. Help us to find the time to spend in your word so that you can continue to direct us and so that you can continue to show us that all we need to do is trust you, Lord, because you are in control and there's nothing else to it. That is it. You are in control. Um, Father, as we think about the scripture we've just read, Lord, um, there are times when we're going to face negativity, maybe from others or maybe our own negativity. And Lord, I just ask that you, at those times, you will just fill us with your spirit so that we can be optimistic and find the positive things that we can do and say and become from all of this. And as a church, Lord, I just ask that you will continue to unite us, Lord, that you will put a fire in us that it burns so brightly that as soon as we are able to exit our houses, the people we come in contact with can just not deny seeing like it will just be so much in their face so that we can proclaim your goodness and hopefully bring others to you lord continue to be with us as we move through this time be with those who are affected directly be with those of us who are sitting on the sidelines be with our officials and people making decisions on our behalf um, and lord we just pray that you will intervene and that this will be over as quickly as possible so that we can resume life but lord not a normal life, not the normal life we just were in, but let it be a new life, a new life in you where we are just full of passion and excitement for you so that we can spread your word to everyone that we meet. Lord, we ask all these things in your precious son's name. Amen.
Thank you again for joining me today, and I pray that you will have a wonderful rest of the week, and I will talk with you next week. Take care. Just want to give a shout out to Marty Michaels, who provided our intro and outro music for us for each episode. Check him out at martymichaels.com. That's Marty, M-A-R-T-Y, Michaels, M-I-K-L-E-S.com. He is a, a dear friend and a phenomenal musician, and you should definitely check out his work. Uh, so thanks, Marty, for providing the music for us.